0: Whether you're very conscious of it or not, it is affecting your your ability to feel positive about your circumstances because I'm here to tell you there is always someone that's going to have more, that's going to look better than you, that's going to be doing something cool.
1: Well, it is me, Liv, and I am so excited that you have chosen to join me for another episode of The Best Kept Secret. I am so honored that you are here, that you keep showing up, and that you have even started sharing this podcast with your friends and writing reviews. I hope that all of the guests have really empowered you to recognize that you have the ability to live beyond the means that you're even achieving right now and that you continue to get connected to them. You know, we are here to uncover proverbs 25 to y'all you already know it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, we are here to search out the secrets to life. And we're learning from a few experts this month. So we've had a full month. We've had a deep month. We have talked about loss and disappointment. We've talked about overcoming adversity. And today we are going to talk about wellness. Because in order to achieve any of these things, in order to continue to hope, In those dreams that have been deferred, in order to continue to pursue advocacy in the middle of adversity, you have to know that wellness matters. And that is our best kept secret today. In fact, your wellness matters even more specifically. Today, I am joined by a new friend who has a podcast of her own. And I am just so incredibly excited to introduce you all to her because everything that she's done that I've seen is just excellent, (laughs) y'all. I am here today with Emily Vermillion, and Emily is a certified life coach. She lives with boldness, and she encourages others to live with boldness as well through her business, Bold pearls and the podcast that she hosts, which she's going to tell us a little bit more about as well. She is a wife, she is a mother, and she is a business owner as well as an essential oils um, licensed professional and consultant. So I just cannot wait for you all to hear more from Emily. Emily, how are you today?
0: Hey Liv, thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm excited, I'm doing well, I'm glad to be here. Uh, So, so glad to have
1: you here. I was so excited when we got connected on Clubhouse and As you were Instagramming me in the messages, I was looking at your website.
0: (laughs) I love Clubhouse. (laughs) I do too.
1: I do too. Just a really organic fit as we were, you know, I love those where you're like, hey, I was just looking you up. (laughs) And so I have been inspired by what I've read on your website, but I wanted to ask you to share what kind of challenges led you to start coaching women to pursue wellness in their spiritual, emotional, and physical
0: health? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of been a journey to get me here because at, when I started school, um, I have an undergrad in healthcare management. And then right after grad school, I went on to pursue my MBA and I got my MBA and I had this whole plan of what I was going to do. And I never, life coaching was not at all on the radar for me. I didn't even, did not even know what that was. Um, you know, you spoke to using essential oils and we do a lot of organic things in our home. That really was not on my radar at all. As I got out of school, I've always been health conscious and that's been something my physical health has always been a priority in my life. So I kind of had that already, but when it came to my career and what I felt like God was calling me to do there was a complete mismatch. And I call it my new life crisis, because as soon as you graduate school, you are, or any type of trade or anything you're doing, when you're going out into the world as your own adult, um, I think you have this rose colored lens about what your life's going to be like. And most of us have kind of an idea or a plan of what we want. And I just kind of got hit in the face with, this is not working. I had landed what I thought was my dream job. I had this corporate uh, job that literally aligned with my degree and everything I had gone to school for. And I found myself crying every single day on the way to work. I found myself getting physically sick on Sunday, knowing I had to face a whole week of that. And I was, for lack of a better description, miserable. And at the time, I did not have the tools or skills to to allow that area of my life to be that area and it not pervade the rest of my life. I was completely consumed with how terrible I felt my match was with my career that it completely clouded my entire life. And I really walked with a lot of angst and I was very deeply depressed and I couldn't really a way out. I was just miserable with what I was walking through. And I had taken at the time, um, my husband and I, we had we've been together since high school. So we've been together a long time. We had, you know, we already had our wedding planned. Um we had bought our first house. Um we weren't living there because we just felt like we shouldn't live there until we were married. So we were juggling a lot of responsibilities and I just felt like I couldn't leave that job because it hinged on us having a decent life together to begin our lives, um, once we were married. And so I just felt so stuck and, um, you know, long story short, it just took me really having a come to Jesus moment and him saying, Are you going to trust me now? Because I realized that I had willed all of these things into my existence. And I had basically told God, I want this job. I know it's the perfect fit for me. I told him what I wanted. And so sometimes we'll see, God will give us what we ask for. And really it can be for a lesson. (laughs) Um, So he told me, are you going to trust me now? Because, you know, I knew this wasn't going to be a good fit. And I think it's time that you um, be on the journey for my will in your life instead of your own. And so through that, um, through figuring out a plan, an exit strategy, and understanding more about myself and what I wanted out of life, I figured out a way out. Eventually, in a lot of loops, it led me to where I am now, life coaching, and it has been the biggest a full circle moment for me because I love helping others figure out their calling, their purpose, living in it every day, despite your circumstances and really having those tools to manage whatever, uh, obstacle barrier you're facing right now in your life. And so that's, you know, in a nutshell, kind of what led me to this. And it really does help me balance all the three areas I think are so important. Like you mentioned, mental health, spiritual health and physical health. And I can help women with all those areas. And and I'm very passionate about it. I love what I do.
1: I love that. And I love that you said God will give you what you ask for. Yeah, he will
0: sometimes. <laughs>
1: So grateful for the just incredible balance that he draws between that grace and that mercy and those choices that he's made to withhold some of those things that I've asked for, but also those choices that he's made to just letter C. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: You nailed it.
1: Gracious God. Oh my goodness. That is a testimony for sure. And so I just thank you for sharing that with us. Yes. It's so inspiring to know that what you are doing has been founded on the purpose that you discovered within him. And I know that it has already encouraged others to begin living more boldly, but that's the next question. You you know, this month I shared that we've talked about a lot of things that rage within our emotions. Mm-hmm. I shared very early in the month that, you know, my husband and I have been hoping to have children for some time now. And that's been one of those areas that God has not yet moved in. And although we are still waiting and still hoping, it's one of, those areas that can become emotional at times, especially since I work with mothers and daughters. Mm -hmm. And then we talked even last week about how to overcome adversity because my guest, Glenisha Thomas, chose to open her nonprofit when she was homeless. And my question for you is, how would you recommend that we begin stepping out on faith living boldly beyond our challenges in the moment so that we can impact others despite the emotions that we experience.
0: Well, I love this question because it's one that I, going back to my journey and all of this, that really eluded me. I was like, what am I doing here? What is the purpose of all of this? And I felt very confused. And in regardless of whether it's a career situation or relations relationship situation and your experience, what you mentioned about, um, with having children, you know, I do have two kids, but, um, we're kind of, kind of in a weird journey of, I, I, we haven't been diagnosed with secondary infertility, but we had a miscarriage, um, last year and it's, it's, been a, I mean, we haven't been able to conceive since, and it's, it's been a challenge, just the journey, the, this journey that we've been on with that. And so, um, I think regardless of what circumstance you're in, a lot of it has to come back to how we think. Um, I, my podcast is called the thought vault and it's basically a mindset. Podcast, a personal development podcast for Christians. It's based on all biblical truth, and that's really the foundation of everything we talk about. And the resound the reason I wanted to focus on that is because the scripture um, from Romans twelve two do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when I think back, I've struggled with OCD, I've been diagnosed with OCD, I have um depression. And it comes in, in different seasons and different waves. And so one of the biggest things that has been a pattern for me has been my thoughts. I'm a person who stays in my mind all day. That's where I live. <laughs> I overanalyze things. And um, what you will find when you start to really re- research, like I have uh, our, the way our brain works and the way God created our minds, everything that is playing out in our life is a result from our mindset. And that seems like a very simplistic approach to life, but it is so true. And if you go back in in scripture and you read, God emphasizes so much about our heart and our mind, what's on our heart, what's on our mind. He really talks about this area of our, of our existence so much because He knows how he made us. We are different than animals because we have a conscious, we have a soul, we have free will. And with that comes a responsibility, in my opinion, that we have to really take on the role of really understanding how our mind works, what is causing our thought lives. And so when I've seen real effective change in myself and in my clients, it's when people have what I call these aha moments, you know, it's like the light bulb turns on. And that was one experience I had in myself. I I got to that place with my career. And it was like, all of a sudden, my mom, um, who's very faithful, very faithful in her faith with Christ, you know, we, she'd been praying about it with me and One day she just said, Emily, I feel like God told me to tell you, you are in control of the situation. If this job is killing you, quote unquote, and you cannot, you know, you have the control to leave this job. I know it feels like you don't, but you actually do. And it was like a light bulb. Like, you're right. Like, if I really need to leave this job, I really can. Like, I can figure out another way to make money. I can figure out another way to pay my bills. But if this job is what I feel like is the linchpin I can have control over that. And that's what I really want to say to your listeners, whatever you're facing right now, a lot of how you're handling it and dealing with that has to do with your mindset. And really quick, I could take the whole time talking about this, but I know we've got other things to talk about and I want to give you guys just a kind of a quick action step. So one of the tools I used and explained to my clients is an acronym and it's CTFAR and what this stands for is circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. So again, that's circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. And what this means is this is how we think about our thought patterns. So you're going to have everything that we feel is coming from a thought. Every action that we have initially comes from a thought because our feelings come from what we're thinking about, how we're connecting, what someone is saying to us, how do we feel about that? Everything revolves around our feelings and how we're responding to them. So the best way to manage that is to think about what are the circumstances? What are the actual facts about the situation? Um, When we think about facts, and I can always give health examples because those are easy. So like, let's say you are wanting to lose weight and you just, in general, you walk around and you're like, I feel crummy. I know I need to lose weight. I have no energy. I want to feel better in my body. And a lot of times when we have those negative feelings, what do we immediately think about? Oh, I don't have time for that. Oh, I don't feel like waking up early. Like I'm tired already. There's no way I can wake up 30 minutes earlier to work out. You know, uh, it's gonna take me forever to lose this weight. I'm never gonna get there. I really like to eat brownies. That's always my hang up. Brownies and sugar and chocolate. You know, I don't really I don't want to give those up. So we immediately tell ourselves how we can't meet that goal. And so what happens are we feel tired. It's like, yeah, you're I am tired. I'm not gonna get up. Yeah, I don't have time. I'm busy already. And so you already give yourself the excuse. And so you're living in the loop of the reality that you're not gonna lose the weight, right? You've you've gone from thinking about it to how you feel about it to taking an action or no action. And then you're living in that result of your life. So the best way to make change happen is to change how you think about it. So the facts are not that I just don't look good. That's subjective. Someone else might think I look great at the weight I am, you know? Yeah. I don't feel good, but why do I not feel good? The facts are, you know, I've been eating sugar all day and not a balanced meal. So of course I'm going to feel crummy. I've stayed up till midnight binge watching that reality show. I don't feel good. So of course I'm going to wake up later and not be able to get up earlier. So you have to think about the facts of the situation. And once you can dilute it down to that, you can really have a more Uh, a more capability of changing how you feel about it and your thoughts about that. And you'll start to see real change in your life. And that's what I've noticed with clients and helping them really get to the nuts and bolts of their situation. And, And it helps them to see really what they have more control over and they can make better choices from that perspective and make and have better thoughts about it.
1: Oh, my goodness. Ah, oh, that was so good. I am going to put that acronym in the show notes as yes. well. Yes. All of the information and all of Emily's links so that you can click right over and get connected to her. My goodness. You know, I found that the very areas that we've been called to address, conquer, and help others conquer are the very areas that we experience the greatest resistance in ourselves. So I love that you've titled your podcast, which I subscribe to, The Thought Vault, and how you even shared, you know, some of your issues with depression. I had not known that, but that is also something that I speak on a lot of times. And, you know, at times when you even begin to feel some of those old emotions arising, that imposter syndrome tries to set in and tell you, you know what, this is why you should not be doing what you're doing. But I love that God has called us more than conquerors. And that is just the enemy trying to disqualify us. So y'all get your mindsets right. Let's bring them to Mm -hmm. the Lord. Let's ask him to renew our minds and let's be conscious of what we're listening to and thinking about. So, so, so good, Emily. I just have one last question for you. You've already addressed some of the areas that women experience and have issues in by, you know, binge watching TV, staying up too late, eating poor snacks. What would you recommend as a few tips for a woman who's listening to start doing today to begin to nurture and care for herself in more intentional ways so that she can be the best version of herself, whether it's for her family or for the business that she's been called to, whether it's for her school that she works in or the people that she meets in the grocery store, what are some practical ways that they can begin to, you know, just reframe uh, their thought patterns as well as their behaviors and our behaviors, right? Because I am always a work in progress.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love this question because um, everybody's going to have their individual thing that they are passionate about, that they like doing. And so there's a few tips I really want to share with you guys. First thing is practice gratitude. We hear this one so much, but guys, thankfulness is a feeling that completely overrides the feeling of doom and gloom. I mean, it's just almost science. You can look up um, so many studies about practicing gratitude and what it does neurologically to your brain. It activates different parts of your brains to connect that normally don't connect during the day. Um, it is very regenerative, regenerative and very re-energizing. And so one way I do this, um, you could easily journal it. Um, so some people will say, Hey, write down four things at the beginning of your day that you're thankful for. I've gotten into the practice of just, I do this as soon as I wake up. So it is my, rule to myself before my feet hit the ground, I think of four things I'm grateful for today. And it could even be some seasons. It's just going to be, I woke up today. (laughs) You know, we don't have to have some big, huge, elaborate thing that we're thankful for. Sometimes it's just being alive. And, um, that has always been something that helps me have a different perspective to start my day. So I thank God when I wake up, I thank him for, you know, like this morning, I was thankful I had the opportunity to talk today with Liv because I knew that this was going to be such a soul enriching conversation. And so for me, it was like having the opportunity to do that. That is something I'm grateful for. So gratitude is a huge one, whether you journal it at the start of your day, whether you pray about it at the beginning of your day or at the end of your day, maybe at the end of the day, you have this little nighttime routine and you pray for the four things that you're thankful for today. So gratitude is a huge heart centering practice. The next thing, this is going to be super practical, but drink water. And why do I say this? It's because water is oxygen. Water is oxygen for your blood. It's for your brain and for all parts of your body. We are over 85% made of water. We need water. And a lot of us are walking around dehydrated. What does dehydration cause you to do? Feel lethargic, have brain fog, feel depressed. If you look up the effects of water and dehydration, you'll be like, Okay, I'm suffering from like half of these symptoms right now. So, the goal is to drink at least half your weight in ounces a day of water. So, if you weigh 100 pounds, you're drinking 50 ounces of water a day. Your goal should be to get up to a gallon. And I know that sounds absurd because I know when I started this practice, I was like, a gallon of water. And just side note yes, you're going to be in the bathroom, but your body will adjust and you won't have to take as many potty breaks. But I will tell you, just this one practice, it will change your skin, your hair, it will change your energy levels all throughout the day. And like I said, your, the clarity you have mentally is astonishing. So drink water guys. I know that sounds simple, but it is such a great practice. The other thing I will say is tech free time. We live in, an, in in a world of complete comparisonitis is what I call it. We are scrolling things. We are seeing the highlight reels of people's lives. And whether you're very conscious of it or not, it is affecting your your ability to feel positive about your circumstances. Because I'm here to tell you there is always someone that's going to have more, that's going to look better than you, that's going to be doing something cool, you know, having the experiences you want to have and you're going to fall into the trap of feeling less than, and God did not call us to be less than we are like, uh, live already said conquerors. And when we are conscious of what we are comparing ourselves against, we are able to live so much more freely because we're just happy to, to have what we have and to be where we're at in the present parts of our lives. And if we're, if we're mindlessly scrolling and consuming content and consuming other people's lives, it inevitably is going to have a negative effect on your own. So I always have a time in my day where there is literally no tech, there's no phone, no computer, no TV. It's just literally, I'm just walking around in my present life and it is so healing. Um, some people call it offline healing and I agree that that's a great coin phrase for it. So get some offline healing daily. And then the other thing I will say is time block. So this is a huge one because whether you're really into working out or, um, whether you're into painting or listening or playing your guitar, or listening to music or dancing or whatever it is, you need to have time in your day that is for yourself, um, and for your family. So if it's having supper time and a walk or having it, we do daily dance parties at my house because it releases energy and makes everyone a lot more positive. So time block your day, have set time to work on your emails, set time to get a house tour done or get, you know, XYZ of the responsibilities you have for your work life, because you're able to be way more present in that moment to get that work done. So I have found, I wear so many different hats. There's so much pulling at my time and attention. And if I don't block out my time, I am a squirrel. I'm running in a thousand directions. I'm ending my day feeling like I got nothing done. And so time blocking, some people will stick it to a minute, you know, like 935 to 937. I'm doing this. Some people are that detailed. Some people are more like me and they're like, From nine to 10, I'm answering emails and I'm going through my task list from 10 to 12. I'm making the phone calls I need to make, you know, so however you need to break it down, time blocking is a huge tool and helping you make sure you're balancing different things because I have a time block for working out and then I have a time block for family time. And so I know like if I've done all these other things, I have this, I already know going into my day, I have time set aside for the stuff that's important to me. So make sure you're working in the hobbies that you love, the passions that you have, the book that you want to read Um, and make sure you're blocking that time in. And that way you're going to be much more compliant to making sure you're having those balanced elements of your day.
1: Oh my goodness, that was so good, so rich as well. You know, whether it was a reminder, like drink more water, we can never hear it enough, but the tech-free time, is so powerful because, you know, I was just discussing with a few friends the other day that regardless of how much you enjoy social media, we have to acknowledge the fact that social media is actually, uh, gains momentum rather through comparison, through yes. competition even, because we're all trying to beat the algorithm so that we get you know, get our content shown. And so it is so important to make sure that we are prioritizing our mental health and taking time away from it. Oh, thank you so much for all of those tips and just your gift of time today. We have absolutely been blessed. Can you tell us what you have coming up and where everyone can Find you as we prepare to close
0: out. Yes, thank you so much, Liv. I've enjoyed this conversation. It's been so much fun. So the best way to just see what I'm doing is to follow me over on Instagram. You can follow me at by b y Emily um, I do have a private Facebook group for my community. Um, you can just uh, search Bold Insiders on Facebook and find that group. I am going to be launching a new. Um, coaching group program I'm really excited about in the coming months. So that's coming down the pipe. And if you guys want the details on that, just get into my Facebook group and you'll hear all about it.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, please keep us updated. I will definitely make sure I share that information as well. That is absolutely beautiful. Would you mind praying for us as we close out to uh, just encourage the listeners in any way your heart leads you?
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Lord, for this time today that we've had to just focus on your words, your your truth, and who you need us to be in the present parts of our lives, Lord. I pray, God, over everyone right now that is listening to this and hearing this conversation that they are filled with the presence, that you are in control, Father, that you know what is best for us, and when we are positioning our hearts towards you, Lord, and starting our day with your mindset on our mindset, Lord, that we will just have a day that is focused in your goodness and what you've brought before us to tackle that day. We pray, Lord, that you will please give us the intention to have our heart and mind postured as yours, Lord, and that we can focus on being present in our lives now, being present with what you've laid before before each of us to uh, just to just be mindful of your presence in all of it and that we are made in your image Lord you've created us in this time for a purpose Lord and each of us have a reason for waking up each day and we just pray Lord that you will lay before us what we need to do in accordance to your will for our lives Lord and we love you and we pray to serve you with our actions In your precious name, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. And amen. All right, y'all. Our time has finally come to an end, but that doesn't mean that our conversation has to. I would be honored if you would write a review on iTunes or Spotify to let me know if any part of today's subject touched your heart.